fill fill us afresh today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're with us always. I declare your blessing over your church in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to church this morning. Great to have you here on this beautiful sunny morning. How about you take a seat? If you are here for the first time today, we'd love to give you a a very special welcome. If you're here for the first time, how about you give us a wave? We've got a a gift bag that we'd love to get to you. So our host teams are already there. How about you give us a wave? We'd love to welcome you. And we do have a a, uh, coffee card in there that you get to redeem at the Crossover Cafe after the service. Is there anyone with us for the first time? I think I saw a hand down there somewhere. No, somebody's just wanting the coffee card, are they? (laughs) Well, if you're here for the first time, how about church? We give our guests a very warm welcome. Pray that you do enjoy the service with us today. Okay, we're going to celebrate our birthdays and anniversaries. So what we're going to do is if you have had a birthday or an anniversary over the last week, we'd love you to come and stand with me here. We have chocolate. Lance has the chocolate ready here. So here comes some birthday girls. Anyone else going to come and join them? Are we going to pray for you? Awesome. Birthday. No, wedding anniversary. Oh, how many years? 54. Whoa! Congratulations to Brian and Joan. Fantastic. And the rest of birthdays? Birthdays. Oh, I missed your birthday, Amanda. Fantastic. Or comparing comparing days. (laughs) Okay, church, how about we stand and we pray for these wonderful celebrations. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity over your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, I I feel like we missed part of it there, but we pray blessing over you in Jesus' name. (laughs) As long as you've got your chocolate, eh? Fantastic. Okay. Well, if you do have kids here, the kids are already out. There's the three and four-year-olds who are out to the side there and the, and the five and up to tens are out in the youth hall having a fantastic time, as Paul already talked about. A couple of things I just want to draw your attention to. This week, this Wednesday night, we have got Shane Willard in the house. Shane is a, an American. He is a very highly sought-after uh, international speaker and uh, he is a friend of Sheridan and my, mine, so we are privileged that he has said yes to, to give us that Wednesday night to be with us. And so I, I strongly encourage you to be here Wednesday night, 7.30. We have got Shane with us for this one evening only. He's an incredible Bible teacher, amazing Bible teacher. He was trained by a rabbi, uh, and so he will pull the Bible out where you may not have seen things before. You know how you sometimes have that, you read that and it's like, I've never seen that before. Well, you're constantly like that when you're listening to Shane. So I strongly recommend it. He is uh, fantastic at relating to all ages. Uh, So I hope to see you here Wednesday night, 7.30. That's going to be a fantastic night. We have some other people coming from some of our other Activate churches as well. So that'll be great. 
Also, on the 7th of June, we have Activate DNA coming up. So if you are uh, new to Activate Church, then we would love you to join us for the 7th of June. It's during our 10.30am service, and uh, Pastor Ray is going to be leading that, and you'll get to know a little bit more about who we are and uh, what's our vision and values and how what makes us tick, really. So that'll be great. It'll be great if you can RSVP for that so we know how many uh, we're expecting. So you can do that at the hub or uh, at the office during the week. 7th of June, 10.30am. Okay, Judy. Judy is going to come and read us a psalm this morning. So how about you give her a hand as she comes? got to love the Psalms. When Jan asked me to read it, I read through it and I thought the first half you could feel quite depressed about life and living in this world. And then in comes the Lord riding on his white charger with all his promises. And what it tells me is that no matter what happens to me in this life, he has my back. So here we go. Help, O Lord, for the godly are fast disappearing. The faithful have vanished from the earth. Neighbours lie to each other, speaking with flattering lips and deceitful hearts. May the Lord cut off their flattering lips and silence their boastful tongues. They say we will lie to our heart's content and our lips are our own. Who can stop us? Here comes God. The Lord replies, I have seen violence done to the helpless, and I have heard the groans of the poor. Now I will rise up to rescue them, as they have longed for me to do. The Lord's promises are pure, like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. Wow. Therefore, Lord, we know you will protect the oppressed, preserving them forever from this lying generation. Even though the wicked strut about and evil is praised throughout the land. Let's take a few moments to reflect on God's word. That's from Psalm 12. If you'd like to look at it in your own Bible, let's reflect on that.
stand to our feet. We'll worship our God. Heard a pretty cool thing this week about worship. Um, I hope I get the quote right, but I'm talking about praise, praise and worship, the difference. And um, praise is a sacrifice that we bring to God. We we offer a sacrifice of praise, and, and, and that's hard. It can be, can be hard, can be hard. So it's not always hard. Can be hard. All right. <laughs> it costs us something at least. Um, thank you, Sheridan, for saying can be. <laughs> and and then and then the person talked about worship and said, while praise is you bring a sacrifice. It's kind of out here. Worship is you are the sacrifice. So you get on the altar and say, I offer my life. I devote myself to you, Lord. And obviously that's something that we don't just do here when we sing. We're just affirming that when we sing. But we do that each day. That whole thought just kind of blows me away, that whole being devoted to God. All right, so let's affirm that this morning. Let's worship our God. Yeah. 
Let us become. Let us become more aware of your presence with us. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us, let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your
song's called Good Good Father, that's what it's all about. Um, it's about who he is, not just what he does. He is good. <laughs> he is good. And we are loved, that's who we are. Not just what he does for us, but we are loved, that's who he made us to be. So if you don't know the words, it's, it's all of us. <laughs> Let's worship our God.
speaking out, making a noise. Lord, we worship you. Praise you, Lord. We glorify you, the one who is perfect. Yes, Lord, glorious one. Good Father. the answer. You are answer, capital A. Thank you, Lord. You know all of our life story. You know where it's headed, Lord. Praise you, Lord. You are Lord and you come close to us, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. 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 like such a moment of reflection right now. Just come on, just, just close your eyes or if you're distracted, but you can keep your eyes open otherwise. Look to your your father. He's right there. He's right here among us. I reckon he's got something he wants to say to you this morning. It's probably deeply personal to you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to all of us. But as individuals, I reckon, this morning, what's he saying to you?
Father, that we can say you're a good, good Father. And I thank you for the incredible gifts that you've given. I thank you that you sent Jesus. And all that means. And this morning, I also thank you that you sent the Holy Spirit. As we celebrate this Pentecost Sunday, that you sent the Holy Spirit to reside in us, to rest on us, to empower us to do the things that you've called us to do. I thank you that when you commissioned us, you didn't leave us without a toolbox or without uh, the ability to do what you asked us to do. But you sent the Holy Spirit. You said, counsel them, empower them, connect them for my purposes. So Holy Spirit, this morning I thank you for your presence here, your presence in this meeting. I thank you that you reside in everyone who's professed Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour. And I thank you that you rest on us today. We acknowledge your goodness. We acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge your power. singing that song I could see in my limited way I can see I could see the father on the throne and I could see Jesus just gazing up at him going yeah yeah that's why we did it so people could actually that's why Jesus died on the cross so people could connect to the father you know you're a good good father and just the beaming Jesus kind of looking at the father going that's why we did it that's who you are that's who you are cool way. And just, why don't you say hello to a couple of people as you take a seat? And <coughs> pull those back because I'm going to put the whiteboard up there. Well, today we are celebrating global mission, and um, as part of that, we've got some guests with us, which I will introduce in a moment. First. I think I've got an India video. That, that's going to work, eh? And uh, this is a greeting from Pastor Surinda. It was really funny doing this. He was terrified of being in front of the camera. And when you see him, you'll realize he wasn't comfortable there. But I, I made him do it. And uh, anyway, here we go. This is from North India, Punjab.
He's a lovely guy, absolutely lovely guy. I was talking to him on the phone last night and um, they're really, really excited about our partnership. You would remember I said to you that um, I was going back there in November and I'd like to take a team with me. Well, I am going back in November and I've got a team sorted and some of you would have said, hey, I put my hand up, I said I was interested. Had a change of strategy, actually going and taking most of the pastors from Activate Churches and so they will then be introduced and then so going forward, there will actually be a whole lot more opportunity for you to go. So we thought strategically, because we've decided as Activate Churches that we're going to work in Punjab together to make a real difference there. And so the change of strategy is that we'll take the pastors there first. They can make the connections, form the relationships. I'll be doing that in November. And then going forward, we can connect them with any team that's going. So there will actually be a lot more opportunity for us to go. So that's what's happening if you're wondering. Well, just while I'm standing here, I encourage you to read your book. It's um, later in the service. I will be talking a bit more about mission, and I could go through the book, but that's really a waste of time when we've made such a beautiful book for you to read what's happening. You see that we are involved all over the globe, and uh, God is doing some amazing things. Can I encourage you as the service goes on to perhaps fill out your faith commitment card today? We want to receive these cards today. And you'll see on one side, there is the faith commitment part that you can fill out. On the other side, there is a list of emails, etc., that you can um, receive from different missionaries. And there is also our vision offering, which we want to receive over these next few weeks at the same time. I'll explain a little bit more of that later. But right now, it's a great privilege today to have David and Vinka and their children with us. And um, so what guys come down and they're going to let us know what's happening for them. Their life has changed considerably in the last couple of years because you see they've got these two beautiful young children. And my mind is just slipping. It's Zimon and Anna. Thank you, Jan, for helping me. And um, so they're in a real transition stage in their ministry. But they're going to take a few minutes and they're going to tell us about what's happening for them. So why don't you give them a big welcome. Great to have you. Okay, it's good to be back. That, that's good. Um, firstly, we just want to say thank you guys so much for your ongoing uh, faithful support for what we're doing. Um, it's over three years ago that we were here last. Um, since we left three years ago, we were on our way back to Asia. Um, our plans didn't quite work out as what we'd planned. We uh, were in Germany um, for, for the last three years. Uh, one door God opened was working with the same people group that we'd been wor working with in Asia. And it's quite a special group in um, Germany because there's not many of them and they're, they're there for um, kind of po more political reasons. Yeah, so, so there was a point when we felt like God asked us to surrender our plans. And when we did, there was this um, lady that 
I, I just happened to think of Googling um, the useful people group's name and the place, and came, what came up was a, a lady's name who's not only, she's not only a useful person, but she's uh, translating the language to German for refugees coming in, and she was a great connected person, and so we had the chance to meet, to meet other useful people and share with them. So, so we felt like God had plans, even though our plans were a bit different. And um, another thing that God opened up, uh, when we were living in Asia before Germany, um, our backgrounds are kind of horticulture, science, and we've had chances to help some mission projects, church planning projects in Central Asia. So C Central Asia is kind of from northwest China through to Turkey, all those Stan countries. Um, most of the people there are agricultural based, and missionaries that are there um, they're involved in what you could call business as mission. So they have a, a business that's often agricultural, um, but they don't always have an extensive background in agriculture. So we've been able to help them technically with, um, yeah, with what they're doing. Um, so the last uh, two years I was able to visit from Germany short term. Um, and we even feel like God's put on our heart one of these countries where I was last year. Yeah, and this country has a very similar language to the Yusuf people, so I can actually speak and understand. And one dream that I have is, um, yeah, to, to use the language. God given me a chance to learn. Um, it's a technique called storytelling, and it's really using the Bible to, to vividly tell what is in the Bible and also to find treasures. And, yeah, this country is on our hearts, but we still don't know how to get there, which um, we trust to God. And one dream we have is a team. So this is one big prayer request. And, and also, really, we need God to open the door because, yeah, it's a country you can't just go in. So we need him for what we call a platform. I mean, one, one thing that, you know, has got me fascinated about this country, it's 1.7 times the size of New Zealand. And under the Soviet Union, the agricultural practices there were so shocking that it's, it's been described as some of the worst um, environmental contamination from farming when normal rates of pesticide were, I think the American average was one kilogram a hectare. These guys were putting on 50, and this was um, decade after decade to grow cotton. Um, and so I'd read all this stuff before I went, and when I was there, um, saw it firsthand. So there's a lot of need. Um, even for just practical stuff that we take for granted here, um, just um, kind of best practice uh, would be just a huge start for them. And, um, you know, I'd love to see God's kingdom come in agriculture. Um, yeah, it started in a garden and it finishes in a garden. And we really believe that there's um, keys in the Bible that you can apply to see his kingdom come on the land. And um, we've been encouraged by a scripture in Isaiah. Uh, it says, God gently leads those with young. And um, <laughs> so we're, <laughs> we're kind of saying we're planning to be around a year. I'm doing some part-time horticulture study through Massey and wanting to get some experience in that for when we, when we go. Thank you so much. And yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Stay here for a moment. It's a great verse. You look for anything when you're desperate, eh? <laughs> Let me pray for you guys. As you can see, life's not easy for them right now with little twins. So uh, why don't you jump up on your feet, eh? And let's pray God's blessing on them. And 
What you really want some sleep, isn't it? That's what you were just saying. So, yeah. Father, I thank you for David and Vinka and their wonderful family. And Lord, you know the end from the beginning. You know the whole pathway in between. And they're in a busy stage right now. And Father, we lift them to you. And I ask that uh, they would know sleep, that the children would know sleep. Father, that they would know you're refreshing, that this year in New Zealand, although it's a big change for them, would actually be one of refreshment and something where you would be sowing into them constantly. And Father, we're absolutely convinced that you will continue to use them for your purposes. And those things which you've planted in their hearts and which you've foreseen for them to do will be accomplished in Jesus' name. So I thank you for the great privilege of partnering with them. I ask that you would instill courage and encourage them today in Jesus' name and that they would feel a real sense of your favor, particularly at this stage where perhaps things aren't moving quite like they'd like that they would sense your favor on them and uh, your hand with them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you give them a great big hand? Bless you. Well, can I grab that whiteboard, actually? That'd be great. Thank you. Am I go down here, am I? Sweet. Thank you, people. Yeah, up here I think would be better, wouldn't it? That's great. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. What I'd like you to do is I'd like you to call out to me. Oh, Jen, would you like to come and write? Because that way people will be able to read it. I write in tongues, which is really, which is really a mask for the fact that I can't spell some of the words that people are calling out to me. But... <laughs> I want you to call out to me some of the areas you're involved in. Workplaces, schools, universities, clubs, and I want you to write those on the board. Okay, so what are some workplaces here that we're involved in this morning? Rugby club, thank you. At the rugby club? School. Great. Supermarket, that's interesting. Oh, you work at a supermarket. Let me label it. What, what one? New World. Just write New World. Education. Education. Whereabouts? Hamilton Christian School. Inland Revenue. Oh, they need Jesus. Bless them. <laughs> Hospice. Fantastic. Hospice. Youth Trust. Aged care? Bus driving. What's the company? Barclay. That's a school. Barclay Intermediate. Hospital. Waikato Hospital. Music teaching. Great. Spark. Fantastic. Spark. Sales repping. Who for? There we are. Sentry. Century, just write century. Century? Business. Anywhere particular? Paul, New Zealand? P A L L? P A L L N Z? Salesman? Where? Water filter business. <laughs> Household manager. 
Someone said the city council. Fantastic. Cambridge High. Write faster, Jen. That's why I write messy. I can write fast. Pardon? Um, Cambridge High School. Medical Centre. Fairfield Primary. Okay, that'll do. We get the idea, eh? Fantastic. Thank you, Jen, when you're done. So today is Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday is celebrating that day, and we'll look at the scriptures in a moment, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church. Today is also part of our Global Mission Month. It's also the day that we're going to receive or start to receive our Global Mission Faith Promises and our Vision Offering. And I want to suggest to you this morning that both Pentecost and Global Mission are about what's on the whiteboard. Both of them. Not one or the other. Both Pentecost and Global Mission are about what's on the whiteboard. And what's on the whiteboard, we could break that down to wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. You with me? Understand where I'm going? About bringing goodness to our city. It's about, about salvation, healing, hope. Jesus set the captives free. That's what it's about. That's what Pentecost is about. That's what mission is about. And for a couple of moments, I'd like to talk about Pentecost. Now, if you've got your Bibles, follow along with me because I'm going to whip through a few passages of Scripture. The first one being we'll start at Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Actually, I'm going to have to move that whiteboard now because I've got a PowerPoint shortly. So I'll just put it here sideways, eh? What do you reckon? Yeah, let's put it down. I'll just leave it there, thanks. Beauty. That's great. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Once, when he, Jesus, was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. We go on to verse 7 of Acts chapter 1, and I'm going to read this one from a translation of the Bible called The Voice, which I've come across, which I really like. And what it does is where applicable, it breaks out the, um, the content of the scripture, it says very, very true to the way the verses are written, but it breaks it out like a play. So, you know, it'll say disciples when the disciples are speaking, Jesus when Jesus is speaking. It's really good for throwing yourself into the scripture and um, sort of seeing things through the eyes of the, of the different people. So, Acts uh, chapter 1, verse 7, Jesus, this is what you heard me teach. That just as John ritually cleansed people with water through baptism, so you will be washed with the Holy Spirit very soon. When they had gathered just outside Jerusalem at the Mount of Olives, they asked Jesus, this is disciples, Is now the time, Lord, the time when you will reestablish your kingdom in our land of Israel? Jesus, the Father, on his own authority, has determined the ages and the epochs of history. But you have not been given this knowledge. 
Here's the knowledge you need. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses first here in Jerusalem, then beyond Judea, Samaria, and finally the farthest places on earth. As he finished this commission, he began to rise from the ground before their eyes until the clouds obscured their vision. As they strained to get one last glimpse of him going into heaven, the Lord's apostles realized two men in white robes were standing amongst them. The two men. You Galileans, why are you standing here staring up into the sky? This Jesus who is leaving you and ascending to heaven will return in the same way that you see him depart. I love that verse because to me what they're kind of saying is, what are you doing standing here with your hands in the pocket? Weren't you given a job to do? Get on and do it, lads. He'll be coming back soon enough. That's how I read it. Then you jump forward to Acts chapter 2, verse 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And every person present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. Verse 7, they were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. The people are all from Gal these people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phygra, Pamphylia, Egypt, and areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. But then there are others in the crowd that ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. From the very first moments that the Holy Spirit was poured out, he was poured out, is a great word, he was poured outward. He wasn't poured inward, so the church had a nice, happy feeling. Everyone sat round with goosebumps and said, wow, that was an incredible Sunday morning. He was poured outwards. He came, and even though, first of all, he came to the Jews, he came because they were all over in town celebrating from all their own native lands. He came and he poured himself out in such a way that everybody understood in their own native language. When the Holy Spirit came, was given on the day of Pentecost, it was all about mission. That's what it was about. He came out. He came for out. He came for in as well. He came to empower, he came to um, encourage, you know, so that we'd be his witnesses, but primarily being witnesses is all about out. Amazing thought. My thought this morning is very, very simple. Pentecost is about mission. 
That's all I want you to get. If you go and that's, that's what's sitting in your mind today, I have done a good job. Pentecost is about mission. Wherever, whenever, bringing goodness, capital G. Then we jump into the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, from verse 1. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Every one of us has been called by God. When you're called, we are called for out. We are called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with, every, with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father who is over all and in all and living through all. However, he has given each of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scripture says when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives or he released the captives and he gave gifts to his people. Jump over to verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do the work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we'll no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed or blown around. Down to verse 16. And he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. The Holy Spirit comes. He comes in the church. He empowers the church for mission. Christ gives gifts to the church, apostle, pastor, evangelist, teacher, prophet, to equip the church for the work that God's given, which is out. It's all out. That's what I want you to see this morning. It's all out. All the time. It's out. The Holy Spirit came for out. The church is equipped for out. Pentecost, mission. And he equipped the church, or he gave the church gifts, so we, it would be brought to maturity. What's maturity look like? It looks like our values. They're the words we use to describe a mature Christian. Purpose, big-hearted, courageous, kingdom-focused, and belonging. They're all out. Then let's jump into mission for a moment. Got to go to Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. The eleven disciples, having spoken to the Marys, headed to Galilee, to the mountain where they were to meet Jesus. When the disciples saw Jesus, sorry, when the disciples saw Jesus there, many, many of them fell down and worshipped as Mary and the other Mary had done. But a few hung back. They weren't sure, and who can blame them? Jesus came 
then came forward and he addressed his beloved disciples. This is Jesus speaking. He said, I am here speaking with all the authority of God who has commanded me to give you this commission. Go out and make disciples in all the nations. Ceremonially wash them through baptism in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then disciple them. Form them in the practices and the postures that I have taught you and show them how to follow the commands I have laid down for you and I will be with you day after day after day to the end of the age. Well, I think the greatest way that I can help you form the practices and the postures of Christ is to point you toward the Holy Spirit. He gave us the scriptures to teach us, but he gave us the Holy Spirit to empower us, to counsel us. I think the greatest discipleship tool given to the church is the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost. And what did he do? He said, I want you to go out. He said, go into all the nations, making disciples. Pentecost and mission are inseparable. They're like, there's just, there's no way you can separate them. If you separate them, if you pull them apart, you no longer have a complete gospel. Pentecost, mission, the Holy Spirit coming, residing in us, resting on us, empowering us for out. When you look at the strategies of God, when you look at the Holy Spirit coming, when you look at the gifts to the church, the essential ministries, the apostles, the prophet, the pastor, teacher, the evangelist, when you look at all of that, the sole purpose on God's heart is that people will be connected to the Father. That's what it's about. The sole purpose. That's what mission's about. That's what Pentecost is about. It is about people getting connected to God. It's about you and I getting connected to God. Is about those around us on the whiteboard getting connected to God. That's what it's about. That's what he's about. I wonder if there's anybody here this morning and you're yet to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. I wonder if there's anybody here this morning and, you know, at some point you've stepped into that place of relationship with Jesus and then for whatever reason you've backed up. He said, no, no. Well, this morning I'd like to give you the opportunity to take a step forward again. Or perhaps it's a step forward for the very first time. I'd like to give you an opportunity to step into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because that's what it's all about. You and I are created to journey with him. We're created to journey with God, not on our own. And this morning, I'd love to give you the opportunity. And I might do that right now. And I'm, I'll ask you just to lift your hand in a moment if you know that you're not in a relationship with Jesus Christ and you'd like to start that today. Or you've stepped back for whatever reason and today you're going, I want to step up again. I want to step into that place of walking with Jesus. So can I ask you to bow your heads for just a moment? And, and, and I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if you need to respond this morning so that I can see it.
stepping into relationship with Jesus for the very first time. He connects us with God. He is God. He connects us with God. Or maybe it's a coming back today. If that's you, in just a second, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. But before you do, I, I want you to understand that you are making a choice today. When you do that, it's a choice to pursue Jesus all the days of your life, to walk with him all the days of your life. It's called discipleship. And when you make the choice, it has significant impact on your world here and now. But not only that, you are connected to God for an eternity. Receive all the promises that Scripture talk about in eternity. The flip side of the coin is also true, and that is if we choose to have nothing to do with God in this world, that is what our eternity will look like as well. We need to consider that carefully. This morning, if you're saying, yes, Jesus, I choose you for the first time, or I'm stepping back up to the plate, for whatever reason, let's not worry about the reason right now. We're stepping up to the plate again and saying, Jesus, I choose you. I want to walk again. If that's you, can you give me a quick wave so I can see your hand? Thank you, I see your hand. That's fantastic. Wait just a couple more seconds. I've seen one person respond to me so far. Well, you're not responding to me, you're responding to Jesus. Another five seconds. Make sure I see your hand if that's you. Just give me a little wave. Get my attention. Fantastic. The Bible tells me that when one person gets their life right with Christ, the angels start to celebrate. My translation of that is all heaven breaks into a party. I reckon that's awesome. Can we give this person a wonderful hand, please? Can I encourage you to come and see me after the service? And I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to uh, shake your hand. would be awesome. So I want to do, just show you this quickly. How are we going to go? Great. Oh, computer stopped at the wrong time. Oh dear, the guys worked so hard this morning getting it going for me. Ah, here we go. I want to suggest to you this, that it's all linked. That, that Pentecost Sunday and mission is just, you cannot change it. So Pentecost Sunday is directly linked to what we've written on the whiteboard. Fair enough? Wherever, whenever? which is directly linked to mission, our mission, Go Wind Develop, which is directly linked to our vision. Our vision is wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. Our vision is also to build an open community campus in the future. And can I let you know this morning that we are just slowly but surely behind the scenes making progress there. 
and uh, I don't talk about it very often with you because I realize it's underground at the moment, and if you talk about it all the time, you can't see anything happen, you go, "Eh, nothing's happening. Well, it is happening. Just let me tell you, it is happening. It's very exciting, in fact, what's happening, but it's just slowly, surely, slowly, surely. It could take quite a long time, but in the meantime, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus, we carry on pursuing that. That is directly linked to our values, which is directly linked to our resources, which is directly linked to our hearts, which are directly linked to what we have received, which are directly linked to Luke chapter 7, when we read about the woman who poured out you know, the alabaster jar and the incredibly uh, expensive perfume, and she poured it out on Jesus, and everyone else scoffed at her in the room and said, what are you doing? You're wasting money. What we've received is incredibly linked to what we can pour out, which is directly linked to this thought. Those with a revelation of the extravagance of God upon us will be extravagant in our gifts to him and his purposes. And that thought is directly linked to wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. You just got an insight to how my brain works. Pentecost is mission. That's what it is. Pentecost is mission. And I think it'll do us real, really uh, well to, to remember that. It's why the Holy Spirit came. It's all about out. It's all about out. All the time. It's about reaching out. It's about touching those around us. It's about reaching into New Zealand. It's about reaching into the nations of the world. It's always about out. That's what Pentecost is about. That's what our mission books tell us. Uh, When you look in there, they they paint the picture of how we are reaching out as a church. What I'd like to do as we finish this morning is two things. One, I'd like to receive our Faith Promise Commitment Cards. Can we put the boxes just out where they're easy to get at? Hopefully you all got a card when you came in. I would like us to receive that card this morning. I'd like you to fill it out, but I don't just want you to drop it in the box. I actually want you to come out, and if you're here as a couple, come out as a couple. If you're here on your own, come out as your home, on your own. But they are faith commitments. In other words, Lord, what do you want me to give? Ah, that's scary. Well, I'll write it down anyway. You need to provide it. The trick is when he does provide it, you give it. And as you drop it into the box, pray the blessing of God. Father, this is by faith. I believe that you will supply this for your kingdom, it's for your purposes, and I commit it gladly. That's on one side of your card. The vision uh, offering is on the back side of your card. This year, the vision offering, we're going to start a fund toward the campus, the campus that will bless Hamilton, the campus that will be a thumbprint of God on this side of the river, the campus that will provide our community with health care, with social services, with education, Holistic, the the um, the title which I don't have with me this morning, but the Maori translation of it is a place of wholeness for the people. And um, as I said, there's some exciting things happening around that. The vision offering this year is our first seed offering, really, into that. 
project. That's where it'll be going and what it's looking like. So I'd like to take just a couple of minutes, and we're right out of time now, to invite you to come up out of your seats and place the cards in there. And then as we finish, I want to pray, uh, particularly around Pentecost. So take a couple of moments, fill out the cards, come forward. We won't pause too long. It'll only be three or four minutes. So. pray, you can feel free to keep coming and making a kingdom deposit there. I would really, I'll pray generally, and then as we close the service, I would love to pray this morning for anyone who's never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you would like to be. Because that's what Pentecost was all about, the calming of the Holy Spirit to empower the church. I would love to pray with you this morning. There's a ministry team that I'd love to pray with you around that. And let's see that take place in your world this morning. Father, I thank you for Pentecost. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us all the time. I thank you that the Scripture says that you are on all, through all, in all. Which is a little bit mind-blowing. But I thank you for your power and I thank you that you came to empower your church for your purposes, which is to reach a world that doesn't yet know you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that when you came, your eyes were looking out, they weren't looking in. And whilst you bless us incredibly, and whilst we know your presence in us and on us, and we see your works, your intention is that we are called to be a blessing to the planet and that you will empower us to that end. So this morning, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would release courage in this place on every person here in the name of Jesus that we would be wherever and whenever like Jesus, that we would take the opportunities that you place before us to step out, to look out, to touch the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
and that we would know your presence and that we would know your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I felt really, really challenged when I was in, I can't remember if I've told you the story or not. I'm going to tell it again anyway. I felt incredibly challenged when I was in Australia two weeks ago. And um, I was with a, a friend from Ireland. And we had a coffee at a cafe. And the girl came to serve us because I believe in taking the opportunities when they present, you know. And a girl came and served us. There was no opportunity. He just looked her in the eye and said in his Irish accent, which caught her attention pretty quickly, I want to pray for you. I thought, wow, that was bold of you. And you could see in the look on her face, it was like, there's no way you're going to pray for me. And he says, no, no, I I want to pray for you now. Can I pray for you? And she went, oh, okay. Then he gets really bold and he goes, can I take your hand? Well, you could see she really didn't want to do that. Can I take your hand? In the end, she just said, yeah. He just took her by the hand, prayed the blessing of God over her, that her day would be awesome, and we left. And I thought, that challenged the socks off me about what's an opportunity. Do I wait for it or do I create it? I leave that thought with you. Have a great Sunday. Bless you. Amen. How about you give Sheridan a hand? (laughs) Sheridan's going to be speaking at the 6pm service tonight as well. Uh, If you would like prayer, please come up the front and we would love to pray for you. And please be purposed in our giving. Bless you. Have a fantastic day.